Good morning and welcome to Echoes of Calvary. This is your host, Greg Sweeting. Thank you for opening your home to us this morning. I invite you to now open your hearts and worship with us as we share from the Word of God. Stay with us as we share comments and illustrations with a spiritual application, present special music to call us to worship, and in a few minutes, Pastor Alan Lee will come to share insights from Scripture and explain how to apply God's Word that we might grow to be complete in Christ. A sad thing happened the other day at my shop, Maranatha Music Centre. The store manager told me about a mother and daughter that came into the shop looking for a clarinet. It was a busy time, Christmas time, and she was asking to pay for the instrument with her credit card. The manager says he was trying to clear the congestion at the cash register as he was swiping her card to pay for the clarinet. Her card was then declined. He indicated this unfortunate news to the woman, and while she was processing this information, he turned his attention to another waiting customer. He said he expected that she would offer an alternative if she really wanted a clarinet for her daughter. When he looked up again, she and her daughter were gone. So was the clarinet. Apparently, this was a scam. The two of them were using the Christmas busyness to steal. Interestingly, we have a buzzer on our door so they were not able to just walk out. It must have worked in the favor of these people so that others were leaving about the right time and they used this opportunity to slip away. The daughter apparently grabbing the clarinet as they left the store at the moment of inattention seemed to have been a planned theft. I was holding my opinion and trusting they would reappear and explain they didn't realize that they had the instrument and offered to pay for it. But I guess this was wishful thinking on my part. When I recounted the incident later to the manager next door at the Christian bookstore, she announced that they had just caught someone trying to leave their store with a CD that hadn't been paid for. Obviously, this person was not a Christian, even though they had come to steal at a Christian bookshop. So were the mother and daughter who stole the clarinet. I refuse to believe that people who claim to be followers of Jesus Christ and born-again believers would knowingly take merchandise from a store without paying for it. Ponder that assumption as we go to our first song call. Burdened be, then I am 
stormy seas. I am strong when I am on your shoulders. Raise me up to more than I can be. I'm sure that you will agree with my conclusion as expressed earlier. I said at the start of this story that it was a sad thing that had happened at the store. It was sad because it displays the condition of the human heart. The Bible says that the heart is deceitful among all things and desperately wicked, and then asks, who can know it? In a perfect world, no mother would come into a retail store with the intention of stealing another man's merchandise. What is even sadder to me is that this mother is showing her daughter the depravity of her own heart and the wickedness we all inherit as a member of the human race. A clear demonstration that we all need to be saved out of this terrible condition. But children learn what they see. I wish it were different, and I pray for this family. So now, today is the 1st of January 2012, and I want to wish all of our listeners 
a very, very happy new year from all of us at Echoes of Calvary. And now with this 
message for this first Lord's Day of 2012. Here's our pastor, Alan Lee. Good morning. I join with Greg and Vince, the team that so faithfully and ably joined forces to produce the echoes of Calvary broadcast Lord's Day after Lord's Day, in extending to you our best wishes for a most blessed and immensely prosperous new year. God has been extremely gracious to us during the past year, and of course, we thank him profusely for his continued faithfulness toward us, both as a church, as individuals, and as a ministry. We thank you also for your continued faithfulness as loyal listeners to the broadcast, and for your many expressions of appreciation for the blessing and encouragement you have received from the music, Greg's insightful, practical comments, and occasional poems, as well as for the exposition of the Word of God. It is our commitment, with God's help, and if the Lord delays His coming, to continue to provide such Bible-based, Spirit-energized, and God-honoring programs in the coming year. We value your prayers in this regard. Now please join with me in a word of prayer as we mark the closing of the old year and anticipate the dawning of a new one. Our Heavenly Father, you are the Eternal One, the God of the ages, and in the words of the psalmist, you have been our dwelling place for all generations. To you, as the, exter- as the eternally existent one, there is no such thing as a new year or an old year. You are the eternally present one, unable to experience any such thing as time or change, and you dwell in eternity. You are the same today as you were yesterday and you will be tomorrow. You are a faithful and unchanging God. Your grace, mercy, compassion, long-suffering, justice, power, forgiveness are and will always be the same. Because of this, we know that we can trust and depend upon you in the new year that lies ahead of us, even as we did in the old year that lies in the past. For even as you did not fail us then, we are absolutely assured of the fact that you will not fail us now and in the new year. With our faith and trust in you then, we can look forward to a new year that is filled only with good things, because we know that even when apparent bad things happen to us, you are able to work out all things for our good and for your glory. Lord, please help us to remember this truth when pain, suffering, disappointment, tragedy, and sorrow come our way in the days and months that lay ahead of us. Should not our blessed Lord come to take us home, either by way of the undertaker or by the, or by the divine uppertake himself, the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us, we pray, to realize that for all who truly love you, you are with us, not only in the light, but also in the dark, not only when we can see you, but also when we cannot. Father, encourage those who are discouraged, we pray. Gladden those who are saddened. Heal those who are ill. Revive those who are depressed and invigorate those who are disheartened. And Lord, give us all, we humbly ask, a stronger and more intense longing for the realization of the blessed hope so that our life, our attitude, and our ministry might reflect the consciousness of the imminency of the return of Jesus Christ. To the end that our lives in this new year might be purified even as he is pure. And Father, please, we humbly ask, Turn the hearts of the people of this nation back to you so as to 
put an end to the violence and crime that we are now experiencing in our community. We pray these things in the magnificent and wonderful name of the Father of Eternity, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now please turn with me to a very familiar and often quoted passage of Scripture. It represents our wishes and prayer for you for the new year. It is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 23 and 24. It is Paul's personal prayer for the Thessalonian believers at that time. And this is what he says. In fact, this is what he prays for, and I quote now. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you and will also perform it. End of quote. The Apostle John says something similar to this in 3 John 1 and 2. Please listen to the passage, and I quote it now. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health, and all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along, or as the King James puts it, even as your soul prospers. Now, friends, this is the time that we normally wish everyone a prosperous new year. Usually, of course, we are thinking along the lines of material or financial prosperity. And while there is certainly not anything wrong, unbiblical or unspiritual about this, God's concern for our prosperity goes far beyond the material or financial. He is concerned about the prosperity of the whole person, body, soul, and spirit. Notice, Paul emphasizes that it is the God of peace himself who will accomplish this multi-prosperity in the life of the believer. He is, as we noted in our prayer, also the faithful one who can be trusted to bring it about. The God of peace brings into focus the kind or quality of prosperity God is concerned about in our lives. It is a prosperity that is based upon and infused first with peace with God and second with the peace of God, both of which are the result of faith in Christ as personal Savior. One reflects the assurance of sins forgiven. That's peace with God. The other, the peace of God, reflects the consciousness of dependency upon a faithful God. My friends, no one can have a truly happy or, or prosperous new year without experiencing first peace with God and then resting in the peace of God. This God of peace, then, is concerned with our entire sanctification. He wants our entire being, spirit, soul, and body, the complete person, to be, a, to be set apart for his use. That, in fact, is the essential meaning of sanctification, to be set apart for the use of God, to be a vehicle, a means by which his power is manifested without distraction or hindrance caused by personal interest or sin. My friends, and until we are realizing this, we are not fulfilling our purpose for being here on earth. This prosperity then Paul is talking about here, the kind of prosperity God is concerned with, is a prosperity that comes with and is a result of total commitment to Jesus Christ as Savior and as the Master of our lives. All of our abilities, all that we are, to be are to be entirely and completely set apart for the use of God. No part of our life is to be left untouched for God's, my friend. 
Every aspect of our entire being is to be totally given over to Him. This demands a willing commitment on our part. A full surrender of our faculties, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually, our entire spirit, soul, and body. That is what God is looking for as far as we are concerned as we enter this new year. My friends, this and this alone brings true and lasting prosperity. It is significant that the terms used here in this passage by the Apostle Paul are associated in the Old Testament with sacrifices that were to be holy and blameless if they were to be offered upon the altar for sacrifice. Those were the only kind of sacrifices that were acceptable to God. And once they were accepted, they were wholly or completely burnt or consumed on the altar. Again, I say, my friends, that's exactly what Paul has in mind here. God is only pleased with us. In fact, he only accepts our ministry and us if we are totally and fully set apart for his use. That's where we find true prosperity, when we put ourselves totally at the disposal of God. The returns for us are true pro- or is true res- true prosperity in our entire person. That's when we know that we are always in the center of his will. Here's how Paul puts it in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And I quote now the word of God. I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. If we put this right, that is, if we surrender ourselves, spirit, soul, and bodily, totally to Jesus Christ in this new year, so as to be used in any way he sees fit, then, in the words of the Apostle John, our soul, meaning the entire person, will prosper. We will be spiritually prosperous in the true sense. If this is true, then we can truly desire that our health prospers in the same way. And so, the beginning of this new year and this first message of the new year, I close with the same wish for you as I opened with. I quote again the Apostle Paul. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul prospers. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls you and will also perform it. End of quote. This is my prayer and my wish for you as you begin this new year. As always, this is Pastor Lee saying, Sila, think and act on these things.
You have been listening to Echoes of Calvary, a radio ministry of Calvary Bible Church in Nassau, Bahamas. Our morning worship service begins this morning at 11 o'clock in the sanctuary located on Collins Avenue. We extend an invitation to you to join us on these occasions. If you would like to contact the church or Pastor Lee, address your letters to Echoes of Calvary, Post Office Box N1684, Nassau, Bahamas. And so we come to an end of this broadcast. I invite you to think about the message this morning. Consider the one who is our Savior and Lord. Grow to be complete in Him. And remember, as echoes from Calvary stir in your heart, keep listening for that shout, Maranatha, the Lord is coming soon. The great command is promised, he will surely come again. I am listening every moment, for the mighty trumpet sound. What a time we'll have together, when the saints shall leave the ground. And our toiling will be happen in a moment, Jesus Christ could come again. I am listening every moment, for the mighty trumpet sound. What a time we'll have together, when the saints shall leave the ground, and our toiling will be in a moment Jesus Christ could come again